0: Ebooks are the hottest thing around. Everyone's reading ebooks on their iPads, on their phones, on every device you can imagine. I don't know if ebooks are outselling traditional books now, but it seems that they're coming close if they aren't. So, how do you write an ebook? How do you figure out what topics are going to sell on an ebook? And how do you market your ebook so you can make the most money and have the most impact possible? That's what we're going to cover today. And we're delighted. I'm delighted to welcome uh, my old friend, Tom Antion, who has made literally millions of dollars writing and selling ebooks and mentoring other people on how to do that. So, Tom, welcome. Take the show away. Give us all your best secrets.
1: Hey, Dan, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi, Pat. I know I uh, uh, know her from way back. Um So uh, and their names aren't all showing up here, so I don't uh, have everybody's name showing. But anyway, um, I like to give everybody the overall principle whenever I talk about books, because uh, books, uh, and I'm always uh, blunt, so don't uh, take it personally when you hear me say something blunt, but uh, books are the most hassle, least profitable thing you'll ever do in your whole life. It's what books should lead to where the big money is, Okay uh speaking engagements consulting coaching things like that are where the big money is i mean you could write a, a a book uh send it to a couple ceos and get a 50 100 150 quarter of a million dollar consulting contract all right so uh, yeah, you'd have to sell books till you're tripping over your beard uh to uh, equal that kind of money from the royalties from the book so always think What the book leads to. Now, this is how to stuff. Now, I'm not smart enough to write fiction. All right. With plot development and characters and all that. I'm always talking about how to information, which is much easier to sell and uh, much easier to write, as you'll see. So it's always should lead to something else. Now, I really want you to embrace the digital world because the, uh, the cost is almost is virtually zero to create a piece of intellectual property. You can, uh, everybody has a word processor. They can convert to PDF. Uh, Amazon will give you Kindle Create software for free for both the Mac and PC to create a a Kindle version. I don't use any other thing but PDF and Kindle. I'll tell you why uh, shortly. Um, So for zero cost, you have a piece of intellectual property that's 97% profit. With no distribution, no garage full of books, and all this, and I'm not knocking that. That's that's great if you have uh, physical books also. But I'm just saying that the profit is in the digital world, uh, and the ease of creation and the distribution is all in the digital world. So you must embrace that uh, and add it to whatever else you're doing in the physical world. Um, So uh, the uh, what I want is low risk super high return when you're when you're dealing with 97 percent profit you gotta mess up really bad to to not make money right because most businesses are uh you know 10 15 if you're lucky uh profit margins so that's why i want you to really embrace the digital world now um i know dan is how to write books in a flash right so uh that's one of his uh, his catchphrases. Well, I'm going to give you a bunch of ways to write books really fast. I'm talking <laughs> lightning fast. And, and a little later, I'm going to tell you how I wrote a book in four hours. And as of this morning, it's brought in $3.91 million. Okay. That sounds like hocus pocus, but you'll see the exact method that this happens. Um, okay. So how to write a book fast. Well, uh, one of the things I want you to consider is to break down your book into smaller uh, parts. Uh, because one, one thing, Amazon loves series of books. They love customers buying over and over and over and over again. So for an example, let's say if I was going to write a, a book on tennis, and, and by the way, a lot of you some of you know, a lot of you don't know, that I have the dubious distinction of being the largest person ever to create and star in a tennis training video. <laughs> it's called it's called Fatso Tennis. It's where I'm playing tennis and eating pizza at the same time. All right? But if I was going to write a book on tennis, I wouldn't write a book on tennis. I'd write a book on forehands. I'd write another book on backhands. I'd write another book on serves, another one on volleys, equipment, you know, court movement, that kind of stuff. And I could have the first book out lightning fast. And then people read it and they say, Oh, well, when's the next one coming out? They're like waiting for it. You're building your own audience. And then Amazon, as I said, loves series. So it would be part of a series. So the benefits are you can turn them out lightning fast because they're smaller. They're more consumable. This is a big term with people nowadays. And and again, uh, being blunt, people are morons. They can't read. Uh, the, the, a thing came out of Baltimore out of 600 high school students, 600 they surveyed. Only 12 could read at their own level. Hmm. Over 120 of them were reading at kindergarten level. Same thing in Chicago. you know. And this is around the world. So people can't read as well anymore. So uh, if you give them this uh, giant tome uh, with highfalutin language, God help you. They won't consume it. And if they don't consume it, they're never going to buy anything else from you. And they're probably going to ask for a refund for that. See? So uh, unfortunately, you got to dumb things down a little bit. That, well, let, me,
0: let me jump in and ask you two quick questions. Yeah. How long should one of those books be? And second, will Amazon promote your books because they're in a series just because of their viral nature? Or is that something that you would still have to uh, power up?
1: Okay. So uh, the first question was how long should uh, books be? And I get that question all the time, and I refuse to answer it uh, other than uh, this this way. I say, your book should be so great that people think I can't believe I got this much value for so little money. Mm-hmm. That's the way I want you to thinking rather than pages, all right However, I don't want you to call something a book that is only five, ten, fifteen pages because you will get negative reviews and instantly it'll kill the whole deal right. so and also you can vary the length of a book by the graphics and the font size and things like that. So, so uh, I, I concentrate on making it so great that they uh, they can't believe it. And then uh, uh, don't, uh, you know, don't worry about the page count, okay. but don't call it a book if it's really short. And here's what you call it. You call it a special report, a white paper, Something like that, because you can sell those, no problem. But if you call it a book, people have in their mind it should be substantial, and if it isn't, boom, bad reviews, and that'll kill you. All right, okay. So, um, so for instance, I had uh, a, a book that dominated the speaking industry for at least ten years called "Click: The Ultimate Guide to Electronic Marketing for Speakers." It ended up a thousand and forty-two pages. And by the time I got done editing one section, because it's on Internet stuff, that one section is obsolete. And it was getting so overwhelming because the attention spans are getting shorter. It, uh, I said, I got to do something. so I broke it up into multiple smaller books, which are consumed, and you end up still getting more money. And by the way, uh, part of the things we'll talk about today is uh, with revenue from your book is not from the sale of the book. It's from affiliate commissions and what uh, other things, like I said earlier, that it leads to. There was 700 affiliate links in that book, that 1,000-page book. Not one complaint ever because the affiliate things made sense for what I was talking about, and the book made way. It was a, it was a $97 ebook, but it made way more money from the affiliate links than ever the cost of the book. So. So uh, think about what the book leads to and think about chunking it down and take your topic and break it up into its component parts, whatever it happens to be, break that up and make smaller books and then sell them as bundle them as a series. So that's one way to get books out fast, but there's even faster ways. And this is a little blasphemous for all you wonderful highfalutin writers out there. But there's a, a thing called PLR. That stands for private label rights. This is where you can purchase books on just about any topic on earth, put your name on it, and sell it. Now, do I suggest you do that? No. I suggest you buy the PLR and then you throw out the stuff that's terrible in it, put in your own uh, stories and research and everything, and make it your own, change the cover. And now you have a book in the the last two books I came out with. Uh, I, I think I bought, yeah, I worked on them on a Friday. So the first one was a four hours on a Friday. And by Monday, $2,000 had come in. <laughs> okay. And then the next one I did, it took eight hours, a little bit longer on a Friday. And again, $2,000 came in. Now I have a big list of people to sell stuff to. But the thing is I have two pieces of intellectual property bought in 4000 bucks in for a 12 hour investment of in time and that will sell on in perpetuity until I, they need to be updated which is you know another couple hours to do that. So so those were PLR books. Okay. So, so Tom, how,
0: how did you decide which topics to use and uh what kind of market research should we do so we don't spend our you know Spend our wheels or
1: whatever. Uh, spend your wheels, our yeah. time,
0: yeah, um, yeah. On, on topics that no one wants. Well, if you're if you're in
1: business at all, you have to pay close attention to the questions you get from your customers. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the research that I do. Other than I also do what's called keyword research. In fact, on my podcast called Screw the Commute because I never had a job, the first episode is about keyword research, because it's the biggest mistake that I've seen everybody, you know, I've critiqued Dan 10,000 websites over the last 29 years, and nobody does their keyword research. They build the site, and they get all excited, and then they hear crickets chirping because the the world still works on words and people searching for words. And so if you don't know the words to put into your site, then you won't be found. And the same thing goes for your books. If you don't know what people are actively looking for, you won't know what topics to write on. So you must do keyword research based around your topic area, and it will tell you what the big demand is. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, but, Tom, there's 28 books out on that. That's the greatest thing on earth. You know why? That proves there's a market If you write something that nobody's ever heard of, God help you, because you're going to have to spend a fortune to get that into the the psyche of people. Where, uh, for instance, tennis, you know, I talk about tennis a lot. I have a banquet table in there, six foot long, three feet high, stacked for tennis training videos and books. And because I'm a tennis nut. And so people that like a topic will buy everything they can find on that topic. And out of those, there's probably 80% the same in all of those videos and books i'm always looking for that one little tip you know so i keep buying stuff on that topic but if it was a pickleball which i know is going big but i'm not interested in i don't buy anything on it all right but if you wrote a book on pickleball you'd sell it because there's a big demand out there It's just not my demand or golf was not my demand but somebody was going to buy that book so um so the keyword research is important and paying attention to the questions you get is how I develop, uh, decide what to write on. Great. Okay. Next thing. Uh, so PLR and all you have to do is go to Google and Google, uh, PLR and then your topic PLR or leader or put the topic first leadership PLR or archery PLR. There's uh, anything you can possibly think of. There's thousands of books out there and you know how much this costs. The most I ever paid for one was $15. It came with a cover, the sales letter, and the book. <laughs> All right? so, so this is a, a way to just crank things out really fast. Now, another tip that I use with Amazon is if, I, uh, if I'm going to write a book, yeah, I'm probably pretty good at what I'm going to write about, but I'm really, really busy. So what I do is I go to Amazon and I type in the topic in the book section. And all the books come up on that topic, right? Well, if you click on a book, it comes up big, and there's a thing at the top that says look in. Mm-hmm. I click the book, and it gives me the 10% roughly of the whole book, including the table of contents. right? right. So they somebody else killed themselves to think this through, and I do that for four or five books. And now I know all the kinds of things that I should be putting in there without having to sit there looking at a blank screen, thinking them up on my own. And then I can add, add or subtract however I feel like it. But that's a way to get somebody else to do a whole bunch of research for you. And then some of the stuff you'll want to use from other books because it makes your book more credible. You know, you can say, well, I was reading in Dan's, uh, uh, write a book in a flash book, X, Y, and Z. And so that's good to have, you know, uh that kind of stuff in your book makes it look more credible. And then the third thing is ghostwriters. Um, you know, I have a book, um, instant eulogy and I have, uh, uh, wedding reception speeches, or I mean, wedding toasts and wedding, uh, speeches. They were all written. The most I ever paid was 275 bucks for a ghostwriter and, uh, between the eulogy books and the wedding books, which I don't know, it's maybe not the best to combine those two things. Uh, but uh, uh, one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year for nine years straight from those books, digital, ninety-seven percent profit. See, wow. so but uh, but again, I had ghostwriters write them. But did I just throw them out there? No, I went in and put my own stories, my own experience with this stuff. I put a whole bunch of resources in and funny jokes to say at the wedding speech and all you know that kind of stuff. So I took extra time to make it good. But then for nine years straight, it sold one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year.
0: Okay, so um, so Tom, I'm, I'm guessing you could say the same thing about AI now, where you can type in a topic and we give you uh, story ideas, book title ideas, outlines, and content as well. So the same. That's rule. what that's what I
1: would use it only for because what you have to be afraid of is uh, plagiarism so Mm -hmm. anything you get out of there other than ideas for you to really write something you need to check with a plagiarism checker you just type that into google you'll find plagiarism checkers then also i just put a warning out yesterday if if you're on my email list about an ai scam that's going around uh, right now has to do with um you know there's an old scam where uh, some guy calls up the grandma at, late at night oh your granddaughter's in trouble she just ran over somebody and uh and uh, you need to send me money as a retainer now they uh, ai is cloning the voice of your granddaughter or whoever you're claiming uh and having them say that and then it's oh it's a terrible insidious scam so anyway um AI is good to use up to a point. And then, you know, it crosses that line. But Elon Musk has just been doing these big um, you know, uh, talks about how it's gonna, you know, kill us all, you know.
0: <laughs> so sure. get all your... let, let, let's let's get back to our ebook too. So yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um now I'm gonna tell you how to get books printed for free with commercial book printers. So this is out of the ebook uh realm. And I have done uh, this um, uh, this method, a um, couple of these methods. So, uh, you know, when I print in large quantities, like, for instance, this Wake em Up book, this is my classic book in the speaking industry. Um, commercial book printers are not print on demand. They have a big printing press that takes these big pieces of paper and prints like a uh, either eight, 16 or 32 pages and they fold it down into a little booklet and then they do it again. And they glue all these together. If you look at the edge of a book, it's a bunch of little books glued together. Well, these are called signatures. Well, almost always at the end of the book, there's blank pages. So I sell advertisement on those blank pages and it pays for the printing. See, and, uh, it's beautiful. And, the, and, and it's much easier. I know a lot of people like anthologies, but, but you have to deal with a whole bunch of crazy authors and everything to, to put one of those together. Right. So in this case, you got a company that's got big purse strings and it's nothing to them to give you a bunch of money, a couple thousand bucks for an ad. And then you take all that money, pay for your printing and give them a hundred cop or whatever they want. And uh, now you got your book printed for free. So that's one way.
0: That's uh, incredibly good information because uh, before the <laughs> pandemic, books cost about two and a quarter to an author. Uh, my latest book, which is on Pickleball, uh-huh. I oh, that. I that. uh, that's actually cost me seven and a quarter. And once you figure in postage, it's about ten dollars a book through all of my math calculations out the window. So uh, I need to find a cheaper way to print books. Yeah. So,
1: so get quotes from commercial printers and then uh, check out and make sure you have in the last signature, a bunch of blank pages. And that way you will, uh, you can sell ads. there. Um, Another way, especially when it's on a specific topic like pickleball, and I've done this where um, you pre-sell a bunch of uh, books at a wholesale price to a distributor that handles that topic. So for instance, this this book is on presentation skills, so I sold um, a thousand copies, pre-sold. All right, the, the book didn't exist yet; they just did on the manuscript. Uh, a thousand copies of this at seven dollars a piece, and it only cost me two dollars a piece to print. So I made five bucks a piece, and that paid the print bill. And then I sold some ads in the back, and that paid the rest of the print bill. And again, got it for free, so I got. Uh, five thousand. Well, I got four thousand because I gave them a thousand, four thousand books for free, and it sells at twenty four ninety five. <laughs> okay, so that's a way to make money, right? Because you know, if you did this like he's talking about this now on short runs would cost. It's a six by nine, gorgeous, uh, full color cover and not color on the inside. It costs a lot of money to print nowadays. So you get somebody else to to uh, uh, sell them wholesale and to print them for you. Okay, so. Uh, Any questions on that? Oh, we're not supposed to do questions. Hold your questions. (laughs) Hold that thought. If You do have questions. I'm going to handle them after the uh, podcast. Okay. Uh, Now I've got a really, really a killer way that you can make a, I mean, you could be homeless and pull off this idea with big companies. All right. This is a way to get really big companies to promote you and to give you loads of money, big loads of money, wheelbarrows of money. All right. So here's the idea. Let's say that you wrote a book on volunteerism. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's say you went to the Red Cross and you, who, you know, depends on volunteers and it's a really nice book and you've mocked up the whole, what the book is. You haven't printed it yet. You just mocked it up and showed them the content and everything. And you say, if I can give you 50,000 copies of this book, would you distribute it to your volunteer network? This is what you're attempting to do. Get a really highly recognizable entity to agree to distribute your book if you give it to them for free. Got that so far, everybody? Okay. And you want to get that in writing. So then you do your research. You always have to do research and you find out all the suppliers to the red cross people that sell them the band-aids johnson and johnson and and the uh, water and i don't know they probably buy a million different things at the red cross you find out their suppliers who have multi million dollar uh, contracts with the red cross and want to keep them happy all right so you go to those suppliers and you say look the red cross uh, needs money for uh, distribution of these 50,000 uh, volunteer books and want to know if you'd be interested in participating. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> and so they're like, oh man, I want to keep the red cross happy. We make 8 million dollars a year on the red cross and he's he wants 20, 30, 40,000 for this. Great. And so you uh, and you have a sliding scale if they want an exclusive they pay the whole bill. let's say it was two hundred thousand bucks to 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 get fifty thousand books to the Red Cross. and if they don't want, then you get a whole bunch of companies giving you five, ten thousand bucks right as sponsors, and maybe the biggest sponsor gets the right to forward or the you know or the preface or whatever that you write for them and make it easy on. Now here's the deal. so now you got the money. And you got the recipient, Red Cross, and here's the deal on these kind of deals. It's very common for someone that puts a deal together like this as a project manager to take a thirty percent commission. So out of the two hundred thousand, you get sixty thousand off the top. And let's say it costs you a hundred thousand uh, to print the fifty thousand books. So you got a hundred thousand. And sixty thousand you already got uh the uh, the management fee right uh thirty percent of two hundred thousand and that uh leaves seventy thousand dollars left as your profit on the book <laughs> okay so you've made a hundred grand out of this deal but and even big as big or bigger than that you have the Red Cross, the Red Cross, telling fifty thousand people how great you are because your name is on this book being distributed to all their volunteers. <laughs> all right, and they're and all of these companies have publicity departments that are going to also brag about with your name on it to all of their constituents how they helped the Red Cross out, how beautiful it was, and all the volunteers are happy. This is a beautiful idea if you have the guts to pull it off. That's the idea, Dan.
0: Okay. Tom, let's talk about how to turn your book into consulting fees and speaking fees. What can you do to seed in your book to make sure you get consulting contracts and speaking contracts?
1: Well, you have to mention that, uh, but you don't want to sound like a name dropper, you mm-hmm. know. So you uh, you should say things during the course of the text of the book. Hey, uh, when I was speaking with so and so, they had this particular problem. And, uh, and this is how we worked on it. So you're putting the seed in that, uh, hey, you're available for speaking engagements. And the same thing comes at a different part of the book. Hey, I was consulting with X, Y, and Z company, or you say, I can't really tell you the name of the company for confidentiality purposes. So you're sending, you're sending the message, hey, he's a good ethical person to deal with, you know, because he's not revealing the names of the thing so so that's a very simple i never had any any kind of fancy way to do that that's just letting you know and then in the back of the book uh and your bio on your book wherever it's at is going to say tom is a, a expert on so-and-so who speaks around the world on x y and z and you know and contact information so nothing really fancy there just don't forget to do it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Great, Tom. In my pickleball book, one of my strategies is to do private label sales. You know, sell to companies. You know, mm-hmm. pickleball restaurants, yeah. country clubs offering pickleball. What advice would you have? You know, you you mentioned the look very large scale uh, in terms of the uh, the Salvation Army. What would you do in terms of pricing or benefit analysis for a country club that has pickleball, or you know? The place will buy a couple of hundred or a few thousand copies.
1: Yeah. And it, it all depends on how you can get, how low you can get the unit cost. Mm-hmm. You know, Because if you're paying seven bucks a piece, it's just, it's hard to make deals like that because people know books should cost X amount of dollars. And if you give them a 50% or greater wholesale cost, you get nothing home left unless there's something in the book that's going to lead to something bigger. So the whole thing is, is to get the darn unit cost down. And then you've got tons of opportunities to discount for them, give them extra copies, offer to, uh, you know, throw in some teleclasses or some webinars for their uh, people for free as uh, added value, th- those kind of things. But it all depends on the unit cost. If you can't control that, you're going to have a lot hard time. Uh, making it look like such a great deal to them, because if they're buying hundreds, they don't want to pay retail price.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, Tom, let's go back to that question I asked earlier uh, about uh series of books. Will Amazon promote your books because you have a series, or do you still have oh. to do the power well, uh, to push that through?
1: As an author, you always have to think, I'm the bottom line, always. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they're more likely to uh, give you a higher ranking if it's a series and they see that they're getting the customer sale over and over and over again because of you so technically yes they're pushing you to the higher results mm-hmm. as opposed to technically promoting you they're, they may not put you in an email and tell the whole world about well, you no, of course not yeah. but you're going to get higher in any results um not and again this is all secretive stuff i'm just telling you what the kind of the, the world thinks about this and and they have shown that they love series of books. So you've fallen into what Amazon has shown that they love. Makes sense. Doesn't prove you're going to, it's going to be end all be all, but it's giving you a better
0: chance. Right. So I should have a follow-up book called Pickleball Strategies for Beginners and Pickleball Strategies Equipment. for Equipment. Yeah. And, uh, Pickleball Strategies for Advanced. Okay. Cool. How, to get, uh, tur-
1: how to win tournaments, tournament strategy. <laughs> I mean, whatever spinoffs you can. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll look at your tennis books and just change the <laughs> wall and I get a whole bunch of ideas there. Okay. So why don't you share one more uh, secret tip? Yeah, about- Well, the
1: big thing now is how I made uh, almost $4 million on yeah. this oh, book. Yeah. All right. So here's the, the method. And and I use this as a hook. You hear, you word, hear the word hook a lot of times because I'm on radio and TV all over the place. And if you happen to be on TikTok, if you don't hit them with a hook in the first three seconds, you're gone. They don't even see you. Um, so my hook is is I couldn't stop the money coming into my checking account if I tried. Couldn't stop it. And that sounds like BS. And I've had producers tell me, that sounds like BS. We shouldn't have you on. I said, let me explain how it works. That's what I'm going to do for you right now. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, uh, the book was written to teach people how to do something and all the great benefits of doing it. But they can't do it unless they purchase the tool or the service to do what all these things I'm telling them about. For and example. what's that? For example. For example, the uh, the shopping cart system that I promote. So that's what the book is about. I wrote it in four hours at a layover at McCarran Airport in Las Vegas. I remember it vividly. and um, And it tells you all the things you should know about shopping carts, how to pick one, a checklist of the features that you should have, what it should do. But you're sitting there, oh, I want all these things, but I can't unless I get the shopping cart. And I get paid from between $600 and $720 per year per person that has the shopping cart. And some of them had it 18, 19 years, you know? So the the idea is it's called a residual affiliate program. Basic affiliate program is I I promote something and I get paid for each sale once. But in this case, I promoted the shopping cart, and as long as the people keep it, I keep getting paid. Say, so that's called a residual affiliate program. So you'd want to Google, uh, you know, your topic and residual affiliate programs, and then find out credible things that you could promote that you get paid over and over and over for. So this book. Uh, as we figured it out it's brought in about a quarter well two hundred and forty three thousand dollars a year, just that one little sliver of my business mm-hmm. and that's a that's a rich person's salary right there right. <laughs> uh, just from that one little thing but it's it comes in automatically see so it's like I call it like an insurance policy for your your business because i've been I've been hurt my mother's been sick, I took off three months to help her, and money kept coming in. So you want to get these things that bring in money regularly and much bigger money than the royalty from a book. The book should lead. Now I'm not saying put out crap, just a sales letter book that just, you know, I want quality in the book that makes people feel like this is a good person to deal with. I should listen to their recommendations and then those recommendations bring money back to you. Now you have to reveal that nowadays because of laws that you are an affiliate for stuff, but no, people don't care. They don't have to pay any more money and you figured it all out for them. What's the good stuff to have now, never promote anything bad just for the commission because mm-hmm. then they won't trust you anymore. You know? So I'm not going to promote something to make a, you know, a couple of dollars and ruin my reputation. Right. Now, if I made Tom, less money, I might do.
0: No. <laughs> Tom, yeah, I think you mentioned before you made a $4 million profit from the book. That's, uh, it. that's it. That's it. So okay. far, it's sure brought in
1: $3.91 million and anywhere from five dollars to $15,000 a month still ongoing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the kind of, and that's just one of the projects. And so, like I said, look for residual affiliate programs. and And the other beauty of affiliate stuff, folks, somebody else has to service them. <laughs> if something goes wrong, the shopping cart company has to fix it, not me. Now, I give extra value and give training and things to help this along, but I'm the biggest reseller in the world on this, this program because I offered extra value and I just consistently taught people the benefits of having.
0: It. Fantastic. Tom, tell us uh, how people can get in touch with you well uh you uh,
1: you should get on my podcast uh but you uh, also got a free freebie for everybody go to screwthecommute.com slash dan and you will get a free how to automate your business ebook that we sell for 27 bucks but it's yours free and that'll lead you to me and then you probably should listen to my podcast uh, or you can email me directly at tom at screwthecommute.com
0: Yeah, and Tom does answer all of his emails. I can attest to that. (laughs) uh, His podcast is full of tremendous information. We will learn lots of great things, just like you'll learn lots of great things on this YouTube channel, where we have more than 175 other interviews with experts on how to write your book in a flash. Thanks a lot, Tom. And thanks, everyone, for being here today. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.